0: Today is Monday, March the 6th, 2023, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, our state, South Carolina, bounces back from a game one loss to take games on Saturday and Sunday to claim the series over the Clem Sucks Tigers and we are celebrating and breaking it all down here on today's show, guys. I will give my full takeaways from a crazy weekend against the Tigers. Also, we'll hand out our weekly Ooh Ooh series MVP award. We'll also talk slap of the weekend, who's hot, who's not, and what's next for South kind of baseball. As well. Also, we go from the diamond to the hardwood as we're talking Court Cox, South Carolina men's basketball getting their first SEC home win of the season in the final regular season game in Lamont Paris's first year. Guys, I'll talk about the big 61 55 win over the Georgia Bulldogs, my biggest takeaways, player of the game. And what's next? We'll look ahead at the SEC tournament for the men, which start on. Wednesday. Also, speaking of SEC tournaments and it feeling good to be good, how about Don Staley's team, SEC tournament champions yet again? We'll celebrate, we'll talk about it, we'll break it all down here on a victory Monday. That is putting it lightly, guys. Sit back, relax, enjoy. We got a packed show for you, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Price picks. Go down the Price Picks app, or go to PricePicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: Prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to six players, and you can win it 10 times on any entry. Prize picks has no Sharks. Optimizers or mass multi-entry, guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. For example, you could take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on the homes. They've got college sports, pro sports, and of course, guys, with March Madness right around the corner, you want to make sure you're in on the action with prize picks. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews, Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at price picks and you should as well so again go download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com and when you do use the promo code t-s-u-s to receive 100 instant deposit match up to 100 be sure to check them out and tell them that chris from the spurs up show sent you let's get it Just like men's basketball, just like women's basketball, we beat you in baseball. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, our freaking state. How about the Yardcocks? Welcome to a victory Monday, and I appreciate you all tuning in. I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you are doing, I hope you had a fantastic weekend. And since I know that all of you tuned in are wearing the garnet in black just like I am, I know that is the case. Again, thank you all so much for the love, for the support, for being here on this Monday, March 6th. Very excited to chat with each and every single one of you, and I hope this show does find you well no matter where you are, what you're doing. Again, like I mentioned in the intro, we have got a ton to discuss here on this Monday, and it is going to be a very, very, very fun week indeed from both the podcast and live show side of things. You know, this whole beating Clem sucks thing in literally every sport, you know, it's something, guys that I could get used to. Like I mentioned, let's go back down the list. Uh, and I, I want to make sure, by the way, Shane Beamer tweeted it out. I want to make sure I include all the sports because there's actually others that I did not even mention. So here we go. Football, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, tennis, and track and field. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always been our state. It always will be our state. South Carolina, the University of South Carolina, is in Columbia. And the Gamecocks, seeing as we just came off of the baseball rivalry, the baseball series, South Carolina always has and always will run things on the diamond. Do not get it. Twisted. Again, we got a lot to get into, guys. First things first, before we get going, a couple of quick housekeeping items, a couple of quick updates as we go into this week. I mentioned with the Daily Crow, guys, very excited to chat with you all specifically today. We will smoke the Sucks pack together. I am so excited for that, as I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, No TDC, though tomorrow and on Friday. So I'm actually going to be on the road and out of town all week long. Tomorrow, we are going to the Players' Championship down in Jacksonville, Florida with the Carolina Cigars boys. Shout out to them. Very excited and looking forward to that. And then on Friday, I will be with family out of town. So again, will not be able to rock TDC. So no TDC on Tuesday and Friday. The great news is this. It's not going to affect our guests. Mark Ryan, of course, will join us on Wednesday and then J.C. Sherbert on Thursday. And, of course, we have a ton to discuss with those two gentlemen as well. But no TDC tomorrow or Friday. Podcast will operate, of course, as normal, of course, today as you're hearing me. And then on Thursday as we break everything down going into The weekend. Also, of course, guys, when the Gamecocks win, you win. Head over to tsus.store, use the promo code YARDCOCKS. That's Y A R D C O C K S, YARDCOCKS for 15% off your entire order at tsus.store until midnight tonight. So again, if you've been waiting on the the Beamer Rattler merch, the Clem Sucks merch, the Beamer Ball merch, whatever it might be, your Yardcocks merch, head over now. You can get 15% off the entire order at tsus.store. And I do want to say thank you to all those who ordered over the weekend. Truly do Appreciate it. Also, if you've been waiting for the store or waiting on items from the store, aka towels and koozies, those have been shipped out as of this morning. So I wanted to update you guys. Those have been shipped out. I do apologize for any sort of delay. We've been rocking and rolling on this side of things, but all of those orders have been caught up and have been shipped out. Also, guys, one last thing as we move into talking about this series. Of course, we did the live stream watch alongs over the weekend, and I want to say, Thank you all so much for making those a massive success. You know, I felt good about going into the weekend that those would do really, really well. And I think it's just a cool thing. And it's a great opportunity for yours truly to be plugged in in the studio, locked in on content and business. And, uh, you know, again, enhancing the content and providing more value to you guys, the end consumer. And I thought it was a massive success, and it's all because of you all tuning in. I thought there was a lot of great engagement during the games. We had Clem Sucks folks trolling us, of course, on Friday. We had some some great reactions and highlights from yours truly. So all in all, a massive success, and I will tell you it's something we will continue to do throughout the entire baseball season. Now, we're not going to do it every game. We're not going to do it every series. Spoiler alert. I'm not doing live stream watch-alongs for the series example this weekend against Bethune-Cookman. But as we get into SEC play, it's definitely something I want to do more and also for big games as well. I think it's a really cool thing. I think it's a value add in regards to content. So, again, I want to say thank you to all of those who tuned in over the weekend, had an absolute blast doing it, and looking forward to doing more live stream watch-alongs in the near future future. Guys, that being said, our state, let's go. I'm recording this about five minutes after South Carolina just took two of three from the Tigers. Gamecocks take back the state on the diamond against Clemson. Of course, losing the Friday night game five to two at Doug Kingsmore Stadium before bouncing back, winning on Saturday at floor field, 11 to nine. And then yesterday, at Founders Park in dominating fashion, 7-1. And guys, when I think about this weekend, when I think about this weekend, you know, I got a lot of pushback for picking the Yardcocks to only win two of three. I think Friday night and even into Saturday, Showed you why because I'm will do something that I don't necessarily want to do, but I feel obligated to do. I'm going to give Clem Sucks some credit, right? We we coming into the series, the narrative was Gamecocks are nine and oh, haven't lost a game. Clem Sucks is, you know, lost four in a row, they're terrible, season to wash, what have you. I had this eerie feeling, or I just had a feeling you were going to get their best shot, right? So it did not surprise me. At home on their field was a really auspicious night. Got off to a crazy start from the jump, and it just felt like it was the Tigers' night from the jump, right? I mean, literally first pitch of the game, they hit a home run off Will Sanders. You also had some uncharacteristic things happen. And by the way, guys, I told you going into the weekend, right, as the pressure ramps up, if you will, some things that maybe you haven't seen to this point, you know, some blunders in the field, leadoff walks, two out walks, just... Different situations, you start to see things happen as the pressure ramps up. You see things happen that you have not seen all year long. That is what the best rivalry in all of college baseball will do to a team. But I thought a great job, right? Clem sucks. They gave you your best haymaker on Friday night, and they took you down and you tip your cap to them. But the way that this ball club responded, I really think – is the story of the weekend, because I go back to Saturday, guys, as we're sitting there watching the game, I will be totally honest with you. You know, always, of course, in baseball, you have a chance. But with the way you were swinging it, I thought the yard cocks were dead. I'll be totally honest with you. I thought you were done. I thought you were cooked. At that moment, it felt like scoring three runs. You know, being down three or four runs was an insurmountable type of deficit. All the Gamecocks do is pour it on in the final three or so innings of that ballgame. Saturday, you win that one to 9 Of course, the long ball shows its face yet again. Some, I mean, just clutch moments from guys like Carson Hornung, Cole Messina with a big two-run homer, and of course, you're able to hold on. And then, of course, on Sunday, like I mentioned, just pure domination. Uh, I thought Jack Mahoney in yesterday's game didn't have necessarily his best stuff, But, uh, you know, that's really, guys, the measure of a great pitcher is are you able to in days where, you know, maybe your emotions are getting to you or you're just not feeling it, you're not quite as sharp, you know, the location's off, whatever it might be, are you able to still give your ball club a quality outing? And he did that, right? Four innings pitch, gave up just the one earned run, if you will. Uh, And then James Hicks, absolutely masterful in relief, you also think about that Sunday game. I mean, Gavin Cassis with the two home runs incredible. Talmadge Lecroy was incredible all weekend long. Um, you know, so many guys, so many guys, Braylon Wimmer with a couple big knocks, Caleb Denny with a big double in that one. So many guys contributing. And guys, I, I will say this you know, after the Friday game, I did feel like because you know, Clem Sucks down Ryan Ammons, they were TBA on Sunday. And you felt like this pitching staff for the Tigers was thin. So I felt like, and I even said this in the live stream, watch along on Saturday, that I felt like, you know what? As this game on Saturday wears down, it'll be really, really interesting to see if the bats don't get going because it feels like the Tigers are thin on pitching. It just feels like at some point, it feels like at some point it's going to break, right? It feels like at some point the Gamecocks bats are going to get going and certainly That was the case, again, as I glance over the box scores of each of the games. You know, South Carolina with seven hits in game one. You finished game two with 10 hits. So that's 17 total in those first two games. And then you had 10 hits in game three. So 27 hits over the three-game series. You'll take that every time, right? That That's a pretty good stat line. I know, of course, the hitting's the big question mark early in this season. It'll continue to be, right? Everybody wants to know, Chris, how are we going to do an SEC play? How does this translate over, if you will? And we all talked about how, you know, winning this series, winning two of three, even if you sweep, it's not a guarantee that you're going to have a good year. Look at sucks last year, right? Starting 14-0, and sweeping the Gamecocks. Monty Lee eventually lost his job. And how sweet, by the way, on a side note for guys – like Dylan Brewer, who, hey, I was very critical of on Friday night. Did not have his best game, but getting that getting that base knock on Sunday you know, had to feel really good. And then scoring had to feel really good for him. Um, but Monty Lee, Jonathan French, Ricky Williams, I mean, you know Monty Lee's feeling good right now celebrating this series victory. Um, but, you know, again, this series, back to what I was saying, this series, it doesn't necessarily spell success or failure for your season. No matter what happens, right? It's a series in early March. A lot can happen in the season. It's a very, very long season, as we all know. But we also talked about the, the importance of this one before the season ever started. For Mark Kingston and company and what's on the line with his job and and taking some of the pressures off or just winning some favor over from the Gamecocks fan base. And so it was very, very important, especially for Clem Sucks program in year one of Eric Backage. Taking care of your business. But the, the thing that stood out to me, guys, again, was the way this team was able to fight to be resilient. It looked so bleak for about half of that ball game on Saturday. You're thinking to yourself, oh, my God, here we go again. You know, of course, social media was in a tizzy. I was not feeling very good about it. And then something happened. Something clicked. A guy like Carson Hornung gets off the schneid. You know, I think it says a lot, the fact that they were keeping him in the lineup, keeping him in the lineup, you know, waiting for him to break out. And he finally does. Cole Messina, after a tough Friday night, right? He was getting grilled by the crowd there at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. He responds in a huge, huge way. The final two games of the series. And I would say that he's Clem Sucks' daddy at this point. I mean, really, truly, I think he owns Clem Sucks baseball. So many guys making big contributions and picking up their teammates. And you think about on Saturday, I mean, you look back at Saturday, man, that game, what a crazy ball game, right? I said it in the post game, the best rivalry in all of college baseball. It just simply never disappoints. And that was the case. You score three in the sixth, five in the seventh three in the eighth, and they even score two in the ninth, and you hold on to win by two runs. I mean, on Saturday, you look at the pitching side of things. I thought Noah Hall was solid, you know, Matthew Becker, Uh, Not his best outing, right? One inning pitch, gave up four earned runs. Kate Austin picks you up with a solid inning. And then even Chris Veach, who's been your closer, two earned runs. So I think there are some things to solve in the pitching side of things. A lot of people will now turn their focus and attention to, you know, I heard a lot of people after Friday, "Should, should Will Sanders get moved back to Sunday? This I think the rest of the series, guys, I think the rest of the series probably silenced some of that criticism because you saw the other guys, they weren't perfect either, right? So I would not move Will Sanders. Let's go ahead and get out in front of it. I would not move Will Sanders off of that Friday night spot. I, I still think he's got the best stuff on your staff. I still think he is the he embodies what a Friday night guy is. And I think he will have a very, very good year. I just think it wasn't his night on Friday. You know, I actually commended Will Sanders for, again, not necessarily having his best stuff but battling into the what the sixth inning seventh inning for you what have you and you know he had some bad luck things with some of the errors in the field really should have only given up three earned runs or maybe even two I'm not sure if my memory serves me correctly but I thought he was actually solid for you but it was a game where again the emotions of college baseball and a rivalry and being at their place at night on Friday and they had their best arm going that was available and um You know, unfortunately, you drop the game. And there's going to be games where the bats go cold, and it is what it is. But for this team to bounce back, like I mentioned, win the way they did Saturday, Sunday, and I I felt really good going into Sunday. I would have been absolutely shocked had South Carolina dropped that finale at Founders Park. Great job by the boys. Great job by Mark Kingston, Monty Lee, all parties to get it done, get a win. And again, in a Sunday game, you really got to tip your cat to the pitching. I mean, you give up just 12 runs, in three games against the Sucks Tigers, I think you'll sign up for that every time. You're going to have a really, really good opportunity to win ball games when you're only giving up 12 runs in three games. And, I mean, that's coming in a game in which you gave up nine in one game. And I know somebody like Matthew Becker, he's going to be better. Noah Hall is going to be sharper. Chris Veach is going to be sharper. So... You know, I think all in all, guys, I still feel really good about our ball club. You know, I, I picked South Carolina to win two of three, hit the nail on the head. And uh, this is one in the preseason. I expected the Game Cox to get the W over Clem Sucks and expected them to at minimum take two of three. And also, guys, you sit here now on this Monday. Uh, overall, you're 11 and one. I mean, who wouldn't have signed up for that? Truly, who wouldn't have signed up to be 11 and one after your first 12 ball games? So again, guys, it feels good to be good. It feels good. For it to be our state once again on the diamond. And it's always been our state. And it always will be our state. And the University of South Carolina will always be the premier college baseball program in this state. Guys, let's move into our Oot Oot Series MVP award. It goes to Talmadge LeCroy. What a weekend he had. I felt like it was kind of sneaky, right? Because he didn't have... You know, some of the big home runs, if you will, until Sunday. But 5 for 10 over on the weekend, hit five hundred, one one homer, six RBIs. Was absolutely rock solid at third base as well, playing defense. He was fantastic for you. So, again, Lee Croy, our ooh-ooh series MVP award. Let's move into our slap dick of the weekend. And this one, this one, folks, is so easy. It goes to Caden Grice of the Sucks Tigers, who – should have been tossed, by the way. Should have been tossed after the first inning when he pointed down at the box and you know was arguing balls and strikes. The umpire let him off. He comes up late in the game. He does it again. He does what you cannot do and stay in a ball game. Any baseball guy will tell you it is draw a line in the dirt saying, hey, that ball missed right here. It was It was this far outside. You just can't do that. You can't do that. So congratulations, Caden Rice. You, sir are the slap big of the weekend. And also, you can't hit worth a damn, my guy. Got a hole in his bat. I don't know. He might not be playing come here soon. And I know sucks fans, they'd probably actually agree he was the slap big of the weekend. Uh, Co-slap big of the weekend, probably be Ty Olinchuk. That dude throws nothing but batting practice. I'd love love to see him throw to our hitters every day because, God, we just tee off on that ass on a constant basis. Uh, Let's move into who's hot, who's not. For who's hot, got to give it to James Hicks, man, for what he did this weekend. Five innings pitched in yesterday's game. Two hits, no runs, no earned, one walk, and six strikeouts. Also, guys, you talk about efficiency. You talk about efficiency. He had 53 pitches. 53 pitches, 39 were strikes in five innings of work. That, friends, is getting the job done. Who's not? Was not the best weekend for Will McGillis. One for 13 with five strikeouts. You know, I expect Will to be much, much better than before. He had been really good for you going in this weekend. Was not his best weekend. But, hey, it happens. It happens to the best of them. Again, one for 13, five strikeouts. Uh, I expect him fully to bounce back. And you look at what's next for the Yardcocks. Tomorrow night, the midweek, you get back to it against The Citadel, which that'll be a big game, right? We talk about the midweek and how important it is. And, of course, you lost to these guys last year. So the Citadel tomorrow night at Founders Park. And then on Wednesday, you actually take on USC Upstate in Greenville at Floor Field. So South Carolina returning to Floor Field very quickly to take on an Upstate team that beat the Sucks Tigers just less than a week ago. So that'll be a really fun game as well. And then the weekend series against Bethune-Cookman, which we will talk about and break down on the Thursday podcast. But guys, it feels good to be good. What a weekend, what a series, what a bounce back from that Friday night loss. And I feel really good about this ball club, about this team. Again, we'll continue to break things down and talk about it all week long. But I would say this, while it's not a guarantee on this season that you're going to be an Omaha club, what have you, as I've mentioned before, you have the pitching. And you have talent. You've got guys that can swing it. I mean, there's absolutely no question. Will it all click? Will it come together? I said this during the live stream watch-along yesterday, and I want to reiterate this. The question now for this team, guys, after this start, I don't think it's too early to say this. The question for this team is this, starting 11-1. and one. The question's not, you know, are you better than you were last year? You, you are. There's no question in my mind you are. You're not gonna win less than 30 games. You're 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 not gonna miss the postseason. Like I think it's safe to say this is a postseason team. Now you never know in baseball things could go sideways in the SEC, but I, I just don't think they will, right? You're already seeing so many more encouraging signs in non-conference play, things you did not see last year, right? I told you guys. Before the season I thought this team's greatest jump would be in non-conference play just because of the dominating pitching and because of the veteran guys you added to the lineup as well. The question I'll say for this team I think is this. What is this team in regards to are you going to be a 33-34 win, 14 and 16 in SEC play, 15 and 15 in SEC play type of team and you're a you're a two or three seed in a regional somewhere and you're going on the road or are you a team that's closer overall to 40 wins? Is 16 and 14 or 17 and 13 in an SEC play and is going to be hosting a regional? I think we can all agree it's going to come down to the hitting and the consistency and swinging the sticks and what have you, but I think that is the question. I think you can be rest assured this team's going to be in the postseason. This is a solid group, but do we see more of what we saw on Friday night, which was struggle swinging the sticks? It reminded us a lot of last year, and those nights are going to happen But do you see more days and nights like we saw on Saturday and Sunday versus what we saw on Friday? Every team, guys, has bad nights. Every team in college baseball has nights like what we saw on Friday against Clem Sucks, right? But it's just how often does it happen and can you limit it? And hey, maybe, maybe, just maybe, game one's in the SEC, if Will Sanders can get it going, can you find ways to win two to one? Can you find ways to win three to two? That was the disappointing thing for me about game one. It wasn't the fact that, hey, sometimes a lot of times in a game one, your guy's going to have to go out and just shove and be better than his. But the fact that Tigers were down their ace and you still couldn't hit who they had out there, which give credit to Austin Gordon. He pitched well, but, uh, you know, I just thought the sticks were lacking on Friday, and I thought you missed a golden opportunity to get off to a good start. But either way, it doesn't matter. You win the series, you take care of business, and I think you got to feel good about where this ball club is right now, sitting at 11-1. and Overall. All right, let's move off the diamond onto the hardwood guys. Gamecocks take down the Georgia Bulldogs on the men's side of things. 61-55 to to claim the first SEC home win of the season. Let's give a round of applause, man, to Lamont Paris. How about Hayden Brown in his final game at South Carolina at home, at least, getting the dub and this team just finding a way, man. I'll say this, my biggest takeaway, you know, just progress shown in year one of Lamont. I I think you can say that. And I'm not overreacting to a win over Georgia, who's not very good either. But uh, you know, w- when you take into account, when when you think about, you know, all things considered, and the expectations coming in, which are basically zero, you know, it, it's like I said last week. It's 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 weird to label a season in which you did the way you did a, a glowing success, and we're great, this that whatever, and start crowning a bunch of people and start giving out pat's on the back for the job you did, what have you, but. When you think about the fact this team was picked to finish dead last, right? They were picked to do nothing. You didn't finish dead last. You know, you won a couple of games you weren't supposed to, and you close it out beating the Georgia Bulldogs and beating Georgia guys. It's damn near like beating sucks. It don't matter if it's men's basketball, women's basketball, football, baseball. It can be daggum lacrosse, badminton. It can, It can be cornhole. It doesn't matter. You beat Georgia. To hell with Georgia. It feels good. And I think you saw this team, guys. What I'm happy about to see this team Close it out the right way, right? You didn't mail it in. You you didn't just fold up shop. Whatever season's over, who cares? You close it out the right way, and you show some progress, and I think that's something we can take as a small victory. In this game, player of the game, Michi Johnson, 18 points, two rebounds, seven assists. He was fantastic. When you look at what's next for South Carolina men's basketball, Wednesday, March the 8th, this Wednesday night, In Nashville, Tennessee at Bridgestone Arena, the SEC tournament for the men's basketball side of things begins. And South Carolina plays in the very first game against the Ole Miss Rebels. A 7 o'clock tip-off on SEC Network. That is going to be 7 o'clock Eastern time, by the way. Not that 6 o'clock Central, I know, is what listed on the bracket. But 7 o'clock Eastern time is when the game will take place. Of course, we'll be locked in, tuned into that. Going to be a lot of fun an old Miss a team, I think you can get. What's scary though is even if you beat them, you've got to take on the Tennessee Volunteers in the next round, which we all know, guys. Two forty-plus point losses to the Vols—that is what—that uh, is what you suffered this year. So I don't—I don't exactly know how many games. South Carolina is going to win in the SEC tournament. But either way, it would be fun to see the boys move on and win a game or two. And, you know, who knows? Who knows? It's a crazy time of year, right? Right? You embrace March and it uh, should be a lot of fun either way. But South Carolina and Lamont Paris, they get the win over Georgia to close out the regular season. Congrats to the guys. And it feels good to take down the dogs Finally, and you could argue I'm saving the best for last. When we say the phrase, it feels good to be good, no program embodies that more than Dawn Staley's. And the Gamecocks do it again, a 16-point win over the Tennessee Volunteers, which makes it even sweeter. South Carolina wins, I believe, I believe, their seventh SEC tournament title in the last eight tries. The Gamecocks stay undefeated and now begin their quest for the national champion. How about Zaya Cook, by the way? 24 points in the ballgame. Aliyah Boston with 18. About uh, uh, Beal has eight. I mean, just an incredible performance overall. Tennessee gave you a hell of a game. Tennessee gave you a hell of a game, especially early. They're a quality team, but the Gamecocks are able to pull away. Congratulations to Don Staley's team—an incredible season capped off with an incredible SEC tournament title—and now we move into March Madness and truly the true postseason as their team begins the quest for the national championship and going back to back, and and by the way, achieving perfection—something very few teams have done in the history of women's college basketball so great stuff guys what a weekend I mean what a weekend truly when you think about all the victories men's basketball women's basketball baseball I'm sure softball had a couple of W's or maybe even some others in there I'm not uh I'm not thinking about hey if you you took a W we all held W's this weekend we all were winners this weekend it feels good to be good great stuff guys we're gonna break it all down talk about it all week of course that's gonna do it all for me Thank y'all so much for the continued love and support. I'm having a freaking blast, man. I'm having a blast doing this all sides of the business, the podcast, the Daily Crow, the merch, everything in between, man. It's it's just truly incredible, and I'm grateful for each and every single one of you who makes this possible. So again, guys, thank y'all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday And we will talk to you all on Thursday.